Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. And we are back. Welcome once again to Business Story of the Week. I am your co-host, Joshua. And today, we, in every episode, like we always do, we adventure into the lives and journey of those who dare to dream and do. Uh, Today, every day, we navigate the world of entrepreneurship, business, innovation, uncovering stories of perseverance, struggle, and success. And our guest today is no stranger to success. And of course, you know, the struggles of being an entrepreneur and, you know, starting from all the scratches and all that challenges. Frederick, Frederick Carey is a powerhouse entrepreneur and the CEO of Idea Pros, where he applies his extensive experience in building global companies to guide aspiring entrepreneurs. With a career spanning strategic consultancy, law, and investment banking, Kerry specializes in transforming startups into successful enterprises. He holds a JD degree, completed a postgraduate studies at Harvard Law School, and obtained an international MBA with honors from the University of Liverpool. Recognized for expertise in finance, enterprise software, mobile technologies, and consumer products, Carrie has overseen the development of over 250 startups and has a rich history of leading successful mergers and acquisitions. Fred, how are you? Thank you for joining us today, and it's nice to have you here. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun, I hope, and, and hopefully informative as well. Uh, God, you know, when you when you read all that stuff about me, it reminds me of my mom bragging about me. Wow. So hopefully I can live up to the to the expectation. Well, I, hopefully I did that introduction, did you a bit of justice with that introduction. But now that you've mentioned your mother, I, I'm really curious now, Fred. I always like to start with the beginning. I always start where this all this journey started. Um, you have a diverse background. You have law, yeah. uh, consultancy, um, investment, um, which led you all the way to establishing idea pros. Where did it all start, and how did really you know any experiences in life that kickstarted this? And what was your vision in the journey when it all started? Yeah, you know. It's interesting you say that because a lot of times you look at people that have those degrees and everything and you think that they did this cookie cutter way of, you know, I'm going to go here, I'm going to high school, I'm going to go to a great college, I'm going to do my advanced degrees and I'm going to, everybody's going to throw money at me. But I did it all ass backward. Uh, literally, if you look at the pedigree, I had six months of community college at first when I started my first company. Uh, and uh, and I started my first company, not because I wanted to change the world, but because I didn't think the world would have me. Uh, I was always kind of an outsider, my own independent thinker. I knew I was not going to fit well in a corporate structure. And I knew that if I was going to be able to do the types of things I wanted to do, I was going to have to do them on my, my own. 
Wow. Well, it really did sound like... <laughs> so I love how you said that not everything is a cookie cutter, right? Like yeah. it's, like you said, like when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to business, it's all about like persevering and struggling. I feel like if with my experience with the extensive you know, background of all the guests I've had. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, it, it, most of the time, they really never really follow the traditional kind of like path towards it. So it's not always the answer to that, right? And I, I wanted to ask that and highlight that because it's something that the audience, our audiences kind of like look for when it comes to their journey, right? How do you, how is it that, um, how does one really, start to see that okay my journey is unique and how do i take it from this you know starting point into turning it into my own version of that journey and you've had you know experience with these successes what do you think are the most um, common indications of success when it comes to startups yeah um i'm not sure there's any definition of success when it comes to startups because wow. success Success is fleeting. Um, you can look at some of the biggest companies in the world that, that mm-hmm. came up with startups and uh, Amazon. Amazon was public, had billions of dollars in valuation and were losing hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They did not make a profit for over a decade. And to be wow. able to convince people to keep investing in this larger growth opportunity yeah. that Amazon was going to become that's a hard discussion to have with people. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I know I've lost you a billion dollars. I need three more billion. <laughs> and I think we can start making money. Uh, you know, that's hard. So success is a very vague measurement when it comes mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship. Uh, I'd almost rather talk about individual success and individual right. success to me. It's pretty simple. Wake up in the morning, put your feet on the ground. Are you smiling? You're being successful. It's as simple as that because the money's going to come, the money's going to go, mm-hmm. you're going to have struggles, you're going to have victories. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's this game that you download that has no ending. And, yes. and so, you know, it's fleeting success, failure, success, failure. All the biggest names all went through that. It really does feel like a game, right? Like, cause it's, I love that. I love that. Uh, a game that you download that never ends because that means you have to be all in. That means that this is something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And like I said, like you said, success is bleeding. It'll come and go. Money will come and go. Perhaps a better question to ask would have been like the challenges. What are the most common challenges that entrepreneurs face? And um, how do you overcome this? How do you teach them to navigate these cha- common challenges? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge an entrepreneur faces is figuring out if they're really an entrepreneur. Because right. you are going to have more uh, struggle than you imagine. Things are going to go uh-huh. more slowly than you imagine. The mm-hmm. world is not going to revolve around your brand new idea. And you have a lot of, there's a millions of great ideas that go die in people's minds and, and never, never move out into the playing field of life. 
wow, I'm coming up with all these. I don't know the way to come these down. Um, but, but it's true. I mean, we all have great ideas. Executing mm -hmm. on those ideas is really, really hard. So the very mm -hmm. first struggle that an entrepreneur has to face is, am I willing to put up with the pain? Am I willing to put my feet in the fire? Am I willing to take a failure and learn from it instead of giving up from it? That's the very first step. Mm -hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. fail at that point yeah. because they're not really entrepreneurs. They study all the biggest ones, all the best ones. Right. They've all cried at night. They've all stared at their ceiling, wondering what the hell they were doing with their lives and why they made such a stupid st choice. But they keep persevering and they end up making it. So it really is innate, so to speak. It's something that is um, that's just is it something innate or is it something you build? This, I guess, is one of the questions. Because one of the things that's being pushed today, or like, where one of the most common misconceptions, I believe, is that, you know, get out of the nine to five and start your own business. But not everyone can be a business owner. And I think that's an important message in that there's nothing wrong with the nine to five if that's really the type of person you are. But how do how yeah. do we counter that kind of messaging? How do we counter that in the sense that, okay, you want to do a business, you will make more money, but it's just not your type. And do you build it or is it innate? What is the difference? Well, you know, it's the person who's willing to leave a perfectly cushy nine to five jobs, 40, uh, 40 hours a week, making a lot of money, um, lots of benefits, retirement path ahead of them, and switching that nine to five to a 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Precise. working 80 hours and making uh -huh. no money at first. So mm -hmm. it, it takes a very unique individual. And on top of that, the second big problem with being an entrepreneur is when you go through that thing that every entrepreneur goes, you end up starting to feel you're a failure. God, I'm working twice yeah. as much. I'm trying to do all these things. Mm -hmm. I can't get anybody to invest in what I'm doing. Nobody believes in me. Even my mom mm -hmm. won't take my calls anymore. Am I doing the right thing? So you end up you're going from this, wow, this is going to be easy. I get to do what I want to this mm -hmm. imposter syndrome of maybe I'm not cut out for this. And it's the, only the entrepreneurs that get through that initial wave of pain that can go to the bright side that's just beyond that wall. That's another line. Fred, you need to write yeah, that no, down. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I should have an assistant here. All right, fantastic. So we'll do it. We'll, that's fine. We'll set a recording of this. We can recap all of this, and you can put it in your your book, maybe. Um, yeah. uh, Fred, I want to talk a bit more about Idea Pros because again, you said you went from that journey of like this a non cookie cutter journey. You did law, you did community college, but now you're you're successfully running a massive operations that isn't only, you know, is not only probably raking in a lot of, you know, investment, but I imagine it's helped a lot of people. How did it get there? How do you, how do you come from, go from, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of repeating the question, but how do you go from community college to helping, you know, people just like blow up when it comes to their ideas? as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, you know, before I went there, I started 10 different companies and, mm -hmm. um, and two of them ended up going public. Uh, another wow. two were acquired by public companies. I have uh -huh. uh, another private company called Imagine Communication. 
that does almost a billion dollars a year now, all of them from paper napkin ideas. And all of them I learned through trial by fire. And when you look at the entrepreneur world, 95% of us are outsiders. 95% of us um, think that entrepreneurship is going to be easy, but it's really, really hard. And so I started on uh, Idea Pros to be that company that was kind of your co-founder. That you know, you're sitting there. This is your first time. You don't know what to do. We're going to sit right next to you, and you're going to take advantage of all my mistakes and all my connections and the ability I have to do the right things at the right time in the right way with the right positioning. And that gives you a really unfair advantage that I felt that was my time to give that back to others. And that is a great way to put it. Um, that really kind of defines what trailblazers are, right? Or more like um, uh, Frederick Carey crawled so you can run as an entrepreneur. <laughs> well, you're Precisely coming up like with that. one liner. We're going to change the name <laughs> of this show. <laughs> well, look, Fred. So, uh, share us a bit more about Idea Pros because you've you've handled like how many what like two hundred fifty startups, and you've just like uh, led these massive mergers and acquisitions. And how do you how do you deal with all that? Basically, now we were talking yeah. about like prior to this show, like your assistants can't even keep up with all the hurricanes. So. How, what is the kind of mentality that has led you to this kind of rich success in like handling all that startups? Well, I'm not sure how a psychiatrist would classify me, but it's damn crazy. Uh, and, and we're up to 400 now from 250. Oh my goodness. 400 companies that I own 30% of that when they came to me, it was really at the idea stage. One founder, one idea. And we take mm -hmm. that and build out companies for them. Uh, I've also had 100,000 applications in that same period of time. So oh. how Idea Pros works, in fact, I spent almost all of last year not taking any new clients because I had to figure out a way to make this bigger and to help more people. And right, so right. we've taken what we do and we've broken down into little bite-sized pieces. So wow. as an entrepreneur, you can start at free. And you can go to ideapros.com and sign up for a free membership. And I load you mm -hmm. up every week with different valuable mm -hmm. information so you can learn. We have uh, programs that are um, basically master classes for a few hundred dollars. And then you wow. can work your way up the food chain and, and just go on that journey however, however you want to at whatever speed you want to. So it's really democratizing entrepreneurship and, and taking outsiders and turning them into insiders. This is great. Like to me, there's a sense of Sarah. This is more like a personal anecdote. Previously, uh, just recently, a guest before this interview was talking about democratizing employment. You are democratizing entrepreneurships. It's like two sides of the coin. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. Fred, you talked about like um, putting idea pros into bite-sized pieces helping more people. Um, uh, this is a question that I, kind of is on my mind. How do you spot the good investments? Like, how do you know that this, oh, this is going to blow up 400? Like all that out of 100,000 applications, you hit on 400 ones that were surefire, that went surefire. How did you point, how did you 
spot those? Well, it may, in fairness to the 99,600 others, um, it's not necessarily that these 400 were the best. It's mm -hmm. the, all, that's all the bandwidth we had. That's why I didn't take right. any, any new ones almost all of last year. So right. I could figure out how to be able to take more people and help more people. But the, mm -hmm. the things that we look for, that's even more important than the idea. I mean, the idea has to have merit, but the person is the most the important thing. Because what mm -hmm. I was saying is you get a big fallout of people that think they want to be entrepreneurs. And the second they feel the pain, it's just like, I'm out of here. Uh, and they go back to, to where they were, you know? So sifting through who's going to have the resilience to make it. Uh, and, and by the way, you can look at, why don't we start with the richest guy in the world? Although I think last week he's now no longer the richest guy. Somebody just passed him, but Elon Musk. Um, mm -hmm. In 2008, Elon Musk had already sold PayPal, already had $250 million, spent a bunch of it, had 90 million left. He put half of it in SpaceX, half of it in Tesla. Mm -hmm. And it was 2008, mm -hmm. was getting near the end of the year, and both of the companies were sucking wind, gasping mm -hmm. for air, and about mm -hmm. ready to go down. And he had to make a decision which one he'd put $45 million in because he wanted to keep at least $45 million for himself. But then he mm -hmm. thought it was like, killing one of his children and he decided to take all his money all his money uh -huh. and put 45 in each company and have nothing he literally slept on couches of friends to be able to survive and uh and it was only because that he took that sacrifice at the very end and, and bet everything again that he was able to now be successful and that's the type of not everybody's going to be an elon musk uh mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be that stupid really i would have run away with 250 million but but he has this just never-ending passion to to discover mm -hmm. and to build things and that's the type of person that has the resilience to face the fire to jump off the cliffs to spend mm -hmm. all their money when they made more money than than almost anybody mm -hmm. in the world already and mm -hmm. he's still he still went and bet that all again for his dreams. And that's what we look for even more than a really good idea. Because when you get to the really good ideas, they're never good enough. Um, wow. And we have to do a lot of massaging and a lot of things that go through our system. When they come out the other end, could be something completely <laughs> different. But I know I have somebody at the helm that can pull it off. So the courage to bet on yourself. Over and over again. Over Even when and over. Okay. Wow. I came okay. in last place in this horse race. I got to do better. Okay, that's a great way to 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 add to that line: the courage to bet on yourself over and over and over and over again, because yep. this is a fire that you need when it comes to really to navigate entrepreneurship. Um, Fred, with your experience and your in this whole landscape of entrepreneurship, I mean, there's this talk of solopreneurship and there's this talk of like, you know, like evolving landscape of entrepreneurship. What are trends that are you looking at right now? And what are the differences of like the startups or the entrepreneurs from what, 10, 20 years ago to the ones that you are dealing with today? I think the biggest difference is not what everybody talks about, technology and AI and Web 3.0 and all that stuff. 
the biggest difference is as a CEO, you need to be a financial CEO. You need to be, you're either raising money, spending the money you just raised or figuring out what you need to do with your next raise. You have to understand numbers. You have to understand how to speak to investors. You really need to understand all of the stuff that nobody wants to understand. You really need to understand, including me, by the way, you need to understand that more than ever before. Investors mm -hmm. are more sophisticated. Investors mm -hmm. don't care that you want to revolutionize the world. That scares the shit out of them because the very first, how many times have you had a revolution before successfully, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, investors want to hear about evolution. Investors want to hear about numbers. Investors mm -hmm. welcome the fact that you have competitors because you can mm -hmm. point to them and say, these three competitors proved up my market and they went to billion dollars in three right. years, but they forgot this one thing. And all these customers are saying they need this one thing. And that's what I've created. I've created the one thing that nobody has in a huge exploding market. That's what investors want to hear. And you have to know how to speak to investors. You have to know finance and you have to know what goes on in the mind of an investor i'll take a risk but it needs to be calculated needs to be in a robust market with a demand mm -hmm. in it and you little bastards need to be the ones that are filling that demand that's mm -hmm. it so the numbers the boring part the accounting yeah. you have to know that if you don't like it now you have to like it you have to learn to like it if you even want to make it out there in the investor world Right. And for God's sakes, don't tell any investor that it's a hundred billion dollar market. And if I can capture 1%, we're going to be really successful. You, they'll walk out of the room half, halfway through your sentence. <laughs> okay, you, don't that's business, you don't build businesses on 1%. To our audience and listeners, make sure you note that down. We're going to recap mm -hmm. that. We're going to put that on a clip too. Um, we're nearing the end of this thread and it's been such great wisdom from you, but I really want to ask this and I really want to kind of want to close always on this kind of note is that like, um, what is the future for Frederick Curry? What are your future aspirations when it comes to idea pros, entrepreneurial support, looking ahead, what are, what is, what do you see? I mean, you already said like you've done bite-sized, smaller support for entrepreneurs and shaping, you know, their challenges and how they can do better. But how do you see yourself shaping the future of entrepreneurship with Idea Pros? Um, I have, it's the only market I've ever been in where 95% of the market's not being served, you know, and, and, wow. and it's complicated with social media because you get a 20 year old kid with a Lamborghini saying, give me $500. I'll make you a millionaire in five hours. And everybody thinks it's really easy. But if you look at the data, 94% of entrepreneurs who are multimillionaires and billionaires, they all went to the best schools in the country. 60% of them have advanced degrees from those schools. They have a professor that can make a phone call down at Sand Hill road and get you a $10 million check just for your vague idea. The rest of us, we don't have any support. We don't have any systems. We don't have any one place that we can go to. And so my goal for, for Idea Pros is to really continue to build out that infrastructure, this support system, really be that co-founder that you mm -hmm. really need to have that unfair advantage to get ahead. 
And so my goal is to continue building it so that if you're an entrepreneur, you're thinking about a business or you're thinking about how do I get my $10 million company bigger, you're going to come to us. All right. That's well, you guys, the audience listeners, you heard it first. Fred is the guy to go to. Idea Pros is the place to be. Fred, where can we find you? Where can we look for you? Where can we connect with you? And is there anything else you would like the audience and listeners to know? Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, go to my Instagram page. That's completely free all the time. It's official Fred Carey, C-A-R-Y. I have about 550,000 followers on there. And once a day, I just co- I say something about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, doing the right thing, just kind of motivational stuff. One minute a day. You have a mm, effing minute, don't you? Get on there, official Fred Carey. And if you go on there, go on my link tree. I think the very first link on there will lead you to my uh, courses. I have a, I have a masterclass, 15 modules, everything that you ever need to know about purpose-driven entrepreneurship. It Mm -hmm. is about 500 bucks, but for your audience, just take this code down. It's called go big. It's the first half of go bigger. Go big. Go big. You put that down and it's free. Oh my goodness. Listen, I'm telling you, it's all off the cuff from my heart, from all the experiences I've had. If you don't have time to watch that and learn about entrepreneurship, then that's the number one sign. You're not an entrepreneur because you're getting valuable advice for free. So official Fred Perry, go on there and find the course, which is the first thing. Go big is your code and it's free. The other thing is free is ideapros.com. The very first thing you're going to see, free memberships. And we give you a lot of information. We're trying to prepare you to be a really kick-ass entrepreneur. We do free, every couple of weeks, we do free workshops, two, three-hour workshops. One I have is called Pitchcraft. It really goes deep on how to go out and raise money. Again, free, 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 free. And if you want to work and be with me for money, we accept cash too. But all that stuff is free. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Fred, you really are giving giving it all out there, everything you've learned, everything you've had, and you're just giving it all away for free. Uh, for the audience and listeners, go big is the code. Go look for that course. Go follow Fred on Instagram. I, I'm going to follow him myself. Fred, thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for thank your you. wisdom. And um I'll see you in the entrepreneurial future. Take care, man. All right. So here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.